Hi, it is I, it is Friday, so um, I'm here talking again to see how my week was. Um, it was mostly good. Uh, yeah, like, there were some things that were um, difficult as there always tends to be, but not like a week where um like depression or anxiety got like too out of control I would guess is the best way to put it um my uh what was I saying um on Wednesday which is the day that I have therapy the like uh smoke detector in my in the basement of my apartment building was going off and like loud noises like that that are especially when they're like repetitive and they just kind of happen out of nowhere like there isn't like a rhyme or reason to it or there isn't like a real way to make it stop is like a big that's a triggering thing for me um so it it doesn't sound like a lot but on Wednesday in the afternoon like it went off for a couple minutes and I went downstairs to try to get it to stop because actually the day that we lost power a couple weeks ago it was doing that in like the early afternoon so I like knew what it was at least this time so after going off for like I don't know five minutes or something I went down there to try to get it to stop and it stopped for a couple minutes and then it just started again and then it was going off for a while because I was like well obviously what I did didn't do anything so I have to wait for like one of the building managers to go down there and fix it and that seemed to take forever um like (laughs) I was like slowly devolving um as that was happening because I really hate that like like I said like that's a big trigger so it was kind of disappointing just because um I would say it's disappointing because that day when I was going to therapy I was in like a quote-unquote like good mood whatever you want to call it um like that does like having like a feeling good on a day when you go to therapy makes even though that feels like that makes no sense that actually makes sense when you think about it because like most of the time the day when I have therapy there is some anxiety about it like about talking about what I want to talk about if there's something specific that happened but most of the time on that day I feel good because I know I'm going to go to like see my therapist and talk of this stuff out and that feels good because I have a good therapist <laughs> um if you like are dreading therapy you might not have like the worst therapist but you like sometimes in the beginning it feels like that because talking about the stuff is really hard but generally when you see your therapist you should leave in a better like mental place than when you get there like I just saw like I saw some TikToks where people are talking about that this week and that's actually really great advice (laughs) because like the the first therapist I ever had that was awful um that like legitimate like literally told me that she thought I made up every all of my trauma 
um, I always felt worse when I saw her. And I saw her for like 10 months. And that was the first therapist I saw since I was like a kid. And I don't remember what therapy was like at all when I was like 12 the first time I went. Um, so I didn't realize that that was like off. And then, and but every other therapist I've seen since then has not been like that. Like even when I was at my absolute worst and I did my treatment program, like, um, like at the beginning of the day, I would be like in the mornings whenever I got there, I would, especially in the beginning times, I would just be like never happy, but I always felt more hopeful by the end of the day when I was leaving than when I got there, which is like the whole point. Like even when you're doing like super hard work, like even with EMDR, like there's an episode from a few weeks ago when I spent like the entire session of EMDR crying. <laughs> um, Cause we did like a thing that brought up like painful memories that I was working through. But, like, bringing that stuff up, like, at the end of the session, even though I had spent the entire time crying and emotional and stuff, I felt way better when I left. Like, I felt, like, so much lighter afterwards because, like, I've learned that crying is a really good, like, coping skill. Like, if you can get yourself to do it. Um, this is a new thing I've learned in the last year or so, but, like, if you can let yourself cry when you're sad... Like, that's, like, your body releasing that, and you always feel better afterwards. So, yeah. Um, but anyway, I was disappointed on Wednesday that I kind of went in feeling more, like, the couple hours before I went to therapy, I was feeling more, like, depressed and stuff than I usually do, and, and I think it was because that stupid smoke detector triggered me, like, my therapist asked me when I told her that if it was just because I was actually feeling, feeling like what my emotions instead of like dissociating like I do a lot of the time. And that is possible, but I don't know, like, I still feel like it was, it was because hearing that like triggered me because, um, I just really don't like, I don't like loud noises period but I really don't like it when they're like unexpected like I don't know when they're going to happen like um <laughs> like when I was in like my lift being driven to therapy that day there was like a car in the middle of the intersection and somebody and like there's a bunch of it was like blocking off traffic in like one of the lanes of the intersection because it was like you know that thing people do where they try to like stick their ass in there to act like they're turning when like the traffic is all backed up and they should have just waited until like the next time the light went but they don't want to. Um, somebody was doing that and like cutting off traffic in like the other side of the street and so when we were driving through this intersection going around that car somebody we were driving through beeped their horn and I like screamed. <laughs> um, and I'm laughing because that is re it reminded me that I used to do that when I drove all the time like when I had a car and I would just be driving around if somebody like beeped their horn when they were around me like it didn't even matter if they were doing it at me or not when they would beep their horn I would like scream like that <laughs> because it was just like a loud noise that I wasn't expecting 
Um, and apparently that's still a trigger for me. So there you go. Uh, but yeah, that's like, that's why I think that it, that kind of threw me off. It was making me feel more depressed because every other day that week, I didn't feel like that. It was just that day for the last couple hours for therapy after that happened. Um, it's, it's weird that that can bother me that much, but it just does like, um, this is actually something I've been like arguing with myself about. So I still have like that extra money from the IRS. Like I forget if I said this on here, I probably did, but like it was a couple months ago, I think at this point, but the IRS sent me, they like deposited like $1,200 in my account. And I was like, what the fuck? And then they said, they said, (coughs) sorry, they sent me a letter in the mail saying that there's like a recent change in like laws involving unemployment so that was like a tax return for the 2019 year which makes like I, I'm pretty sure I said this before because that year I was on unemployment for the first two months of the year and then I don't know what is considered but like when you're on short-term disability from work I don't know if that's considered unemployment or in that same like kind of tax bracket but I was on that for the last like three months of the year um when I went to treatment so it would make sense that that would happen for that but like anyway um I get so scared like legitimately scared to spend any money on anything for myself Um, this has kind of been, like, the thing I've been thinking about all week is, like, money and being frustrated with feeling poor. Um, because I, I know that, like, part of the reason why I feel so weird about spending any money on myself is, I know that that's, like, an after effect of growing up, like, poor. Because, like, um... Like, during the pandemic, I, like, it was ironic, but it was, like, around the time when the pandemic hit and, like, everything closed for months at a time, I wanted to get a tattoo, and I still do. Like, there's many tattoos that I want, but there's two lyrics from two different Linkin Park songs that, like, exactly kind of echo just my whole outlook on life and everything about it, um... And I was seriously, like, trying to figure out, like, how to get money or how much it would be to get those tattooed on me. Because they're just a couple lyrics. That's all I want the tattoo to be. I don't want, like, a fancy design or anything. Um, And I was also trying to... I wanted to dye my hair. Um, I haven't changed my hair since, like, forever. And, like, the hair was a more attainable goal because... Like, my favorite colors, it's ironic, but, like, the colors that I would usually paint with are, like, uh, blue, like, dark blue, like, purple, turquoise, kind of, like, aquamarine color, um, and I also like silver, and so I saw some photo, a photo of a girl who got her hair dyed, like, just, like, the ends, um, almost like a ombre kind of thing of of like those different all of those colors and I was like oh that looks really cool I want to do that and then um the world shut down so I couldn't do it safely 
and then last January, um, when it was my birthday, my sister was, uh, she, her, one of like the birthday present from her for me was that she was going to pay to have, um, she like made an appointment for me at like the, a place that she goes to. That's like a nice boutique to get my hair dyed finally. Cause I really wanted to do that. Um, and then when she talked to the place, she like budgeted like $300. But when she, she talked to the place because my hair is like darker Brown, it was going to be like 500, like $600 with like a tip basically to do that and that's like that's way too much money on just hair and so even though I really want to dye my hair like purple and do like a balage or whatever that word is um like ombre but not ombre on my hair like I have this like barrier that always stops me because I'm like that is way in my mind like $300 is more than $300 is too much money to spend to just like bleach my hair and dye parts of it purple even though I would really like it that just seems like too much money I can't it's hard for me for me to justify that it's like like um like with the same thing with like clothes and shoes and stuff like you know the more expensive brands people will buy like shoes that are a couple hundred dollars or and things the same thing with clothes and I just can't I can't imagine it's hard for me to justify that I can't like I'm just like I always just when I look at that I just think like I could go like on a vacation for that amount of money like I could pay for plane tickets somewhere with the amount of money that people spend on like a pair of shoes um but I know part of that is like a thing with being poor is that like whenever I buy, when I buy new clothes, I always kind of go for, like, Walmart or Target, like, a cheaper, their cheapest brand, um, I haven't bought, this is, I don't know if I've ever mentioned this, I hate wearing shoes, so I own two pairs of, technically a pair, I, okay, to be fair, I own three pairs of shoes, I wear, I have, like, slip-on, like, sandals, which are the ones that I try to wear as long as humanly possible because those are the comfiest because I hate wearing shoes. <laughs> I have, my sister gave me like these white like slip-ons, like almost like Tom shoes, but not Tom shoes, that kind of thing. Um, she let me take them when I lived with her last year. So I have those for like the fall when it gets too cool for me to be in the spring when it's too cold outside to be walking around with like sandals on with like your feet exposed and everything and then last winter I used like Afterpay on Torrid's website and bought like a pair of like of like boots like cool like black like the kind of black boots that you would imagine like Bucky Barnes wearing or something but that's like the style that I like anyway and they were like these pair of boots that um that Torrid had for years and I had been wanting to wear the to buy them for like probably like three years at that point so I just finally caved and did it um and I've worn them like twice so far <laughs> um but anyway my point I'm trying to make here is that like I have a really hard time 
buying things for myself and it, I swear that this is connected to what I was saying about the smoke detector going off. So, um, the way that that's connected is that a couple months, I forget when, months and months ago, I was, so I was, you, I was trying to cook something on my stove, like the stove top, and I just wasn't paying attention and the food got like super burnt and it, there was like smoke in like the hallways in my apartment and stuff so like the landlord and stuff came by and they and my smoke detector didn't go off when that happened so they changed the battery in it and ever since they did that the smoke detector in my apartment is super duper sensitive i think mainly i think it's because my apartment is so small like i live in a studio um, I don't know how many square feet my apartment is, but it's basically just like a little walk-in area. Right when I walk, when you walk in my apartment, like the bathroom is right there. And then it's like, you take like three steps and you're basically in like the big room that is like my living room and bedroom all in one. And besides like a little area for the kitchen, that's like all of my apartment. So I think that's why it goes off so easily, but like, I used to um, buy things, you know, what you would make in, like, an oven. Like, I, I used to buy, like, frozen pizza a lot, which would, like, help me save money because I would just buy frozen pizza and make it at home when I, like, wanted pizza or wanted, like, you know, s instead of ordering out, I would make that. Um, and, and uh, um, but then... But then when they changed, like, the battery in my smoke detector, now whenever I try to use my, like, make anything in my oven, like, right when it would be done, the smoke detector would just start going off, and it would drive me, like, up the wall. Like, I haven't had, like, it's been a long time since I've had, like, a full-on panic attack. Like, I'm not even sure the last time. Um, like, when the power went out, I kept, like, I had to concentrate to to continue to calm myself down like I could feel one starting and I would focus on my breathing really hard to get it to try to stop before it like progressed any further um but the last time that I basically had one was when my smoke detector went off and it went off like three times like I kept going over there and like you know using a broom to like get like the whatever smoke it was detecting around around it to get it to go away but it went off, like, two more times after that, and I was just, like, I was seriously, like, about to cry, because I just wanted it to stop making noise, and it wasn't doing it, um, until it finally stopped, but by that point, I was so, like, wound up that I had to, like, sit on my couch and, like, do the thing where I try to, like, make myself breathe, like, from my stomach instead of from my chest, because, like, if you're breathing and your chest is moving, then you're not really breathing correctly, you're not taking deep, deep enough, like, breaths, so that's like the way that I try to stop panic attacks from happening is by putting a hand on my on like my stomach and trying to make my stomach like move and that of that being where the breath comes out. Um yeah, anyway, so um ever since that time when I basically had a panic attack because my smoke alarm kept going off and I couldn't get it to shut up, I I uh, haven't used my oven at all. I just stopped using it because I was like, I'm not going to use it if using it 
always leads to the stupid smoke detector going off no matter how many windows I open in my apartment and, and how many fans I have facing the oven to try to get the smoke to not be like that. Um, but that means that I spend more money, like, buying things, like, you know, like, ordering out food instead of having things that I can just buy from the store and make at home, like, frozen pizza and things like that. Like, I have an air fryer, so you can use that for a lot of things, but it's not the same. So, for the past, like, I don't know, the past, like, month or so, ever since I got that extra money in my account, um, I've been like contemplating if I should get like a toaster there's these like toaster oven like air fryer like combo things or just a toaster oven um I've been I do this thing where I'll like go to Amazon or whatever and look up like the same product over and over and over again like many times like weeks apart and then one day I'll just finally like give in and order it for myself um and that's what happened. So I've been looking at that for the last like month or so on and off, probably longer than that. And uh, earlier this week, I finally gave in and bought one that was like $70 on Amazon. Um, so they always have the cheapest. And I now wish that I would have tried to get it from another store because the one I bought isn't going to be delivered here for another like two weeks. <laughs> Like, I didn't even check that when I ordered it from Amazon, because Amazon shipping is usually, like, really quick. Uh, but that didn't happen this time. But either way, I finally actually gave in and bought it. Um, which I'm glad about. But, like, yeah, it was a whole battle. And I'm still sitting there, like, should I have done that? I don't know. <laughs> but I did it. Um, I have a, like, if you can't tell... From a combination of, like, growing up poor, I think, and, and like, my mom and my sister, like, taking money from me throughout the years, especially when I was younger, um, I've never really, it's been hard to learn, like, finance, have any sort of financial stability, like, like, your mom and then your sister stealing money from you. When I was in, like, high school in the beginning of college wasn't exactly the best, like, <laughs> way to, like, build any kind of financial readiness in any way. Um, and, like, the last few years, there were so many ups and downs with, like, being unemployed, getting a job, going on leave, going, uh, being out on short-term disability leave, and then coming back, and then being laid off for like a month or so and then coming back it's just there was a lot of back and forth but that wasn't really stable either um so yeah it's been hard for me to like justify doing anything nice for myself like um one of the things I talked about in therapy this week was about money and well not necessarily money but like more like things about my life I would want to change or like I want to work on to like improve the quality of it um and so ever since then I've been thinking about that and like some of the things that I would want to do are not even like life shattering um like some of them are like big things like the biggest 
the biggest thing I would want is, um, I would want to work for like a, like a nonprofit or like a domestic violence shelter or something like that, where I could like use everything I've been through and all the things that I know to help kids that are being abused. Like, that's always like my number one goal is to kind of, is help people going through the same thing that I did whether it's them, whether it's kids or, like, adults going through the same process that I did, I just, I know all of these things and made it through the process, like, alive, so I, like, I want to help people do that. It feels like a huge waste to not do that, since that's, like, the most, the thing that I care about the most, um, and that's, like, a conundrum with money, like, it's hard to figure that out because most of the places who do that, you would have to actually physically work at that place. And I don't have a car anymore, so I don't know how I could get to a job like that on a daily, like, five days a week and afford it. Um, even if it did make more money, like, taking lifts back and forth to work every day isn't, like, economically, like, that doesn't work, that's too expensive. Um, and, but, like, getting a car is also very expensive, so it's, like, I can't afford to get a car anytime soon. That'd be, like, an extra $500 a month that I don't have, um, so I don't know what to do about that, (laughs) but anyway, um, that's, like, something that I want, like, I want to be able to have a car so that I can, like, apply for the jobs I really want and get and like have a chance to get them and do something that I actually like really care about instead of just doing something that's like mind-numbing like if I could find a job that I could do like working from home doing still working for like a shelter or something like that I would absolutely do it but I just don't know of a job that is like that that they could that I could do um so that's one goal Uh, a big goal. The biggest goal is that I want to move to the Pacific Northwest because the weather there, like, it being overcast and rainy is, like, my favorite fucking weather here. Like, every day I want it to be overcast and rainy. (laughs) Um, like, can it just be fall so that it's, like, my favorite kind of weather and it's not so fucking sunny out? Um, so, yeah, that would be something that I would want. And, but other than that, like, the stuff that I would want is, like, not like huge things like like I would want to pay somebody to come in and like deep clean the carpet in my apartment because I've lived here for a year now with um two cats like even though I vacuum like every week basically like still having like a super deep clean done to like get up some of that like excess stuff that would be in the carpet would be nice um honestly having somebody come in and doing the carpets and then like doing like a deep clean with like the with with my apartment in general um would be nice like when I moved out of my last place it was really nice to have like a a cleaning company come in and do like super deep cleaning with my apartment and they didn't even charge that much um to do it that was nice to kind even though I would still be living here it would feel nice to do that just to almost have, like, the apartment, like, almost reset after a year, um, 
I just go somewhere for a few hours during that. But like, yeah, it would be nice to do that. To almost after a year of living here, have the apartment be like looking as best as it possibly could and like feeling better about moving forward with that, with it. And um, cause I'm so like insecure about like the level of cleanliness I have at any given time. Um, cause I know that I've struggled a lot with that in the past. So that would be nice. Um, and yeah, it's just like little stuff. Like the, another thing that I've like changed my mind on 57 times is getting like blackout curtains. Uh, cause I really don't like it when it's sunny out. Like I know that might sound weird, but I just, um, I used to get really horrible migraines and the sun was actually like a trigger for it. Um, and when I look directly in the sunlight, I, or, like, when it's really sunny, I still kind of get headaches and stuff sometimes, but I also just don't like it. Like, I think that's, like, the sensory, like, sensitivity part of, like, complex PTSD coming out for me. Like, I just don't like that. Um, and so I've always, so ever since I realized what, like, blackout curtains were, I've wanted, I've been thinking about getting some, or, like, looking up to see how much they are, and there's ones on Amazon that aren't that expensive, but I, like, stop myself because there isn't, like, a way, there, I don't have, like, a rod where I could, like, hang them up in my apartment, so I was, like, how would I do that? Like, how would I hang those up? I don't want to get them and then have them just kind of sit there because they keep falling down, um, but I, like, looked up something today and to see if there was a cheaper way to do it. And I found, like, these kind of, like, Velcro kind of hanger things that people can use. That people use to, like, put up on their wall. And they, and you can put, like, the curtain rod through that and make it fit. So that's, like, probably the next thing that I'll, like, one day be able to buy for myself. <laughs> because that would actually be really helpful. Um, like having that and then one day being able to get another, um, uh, weighted blanket would also be nice because those things are really nice for the sensory stuff. Um, and then other than that, like basically having people come in and clean my apartment and then, um, getting blackout curtains and another thing for the apartment that I feel like I would feel happy with is, um, I don't have a, I don't have, a like, a bed frame, like, at all, like, um, when I was living in my other apartment, I, like, had to, like, money was really scary in 2019, especially, um, so in, like, 2019 and some of 2020, before I, like, moved out of that place and everything, I kind of, like, tried to sell anything that I could, that I could get money for. Um, I couldn't sell absolutely everything, but I tried to sell whatever I could. Um, so I don't have, like, that's why I don't have any furniture. Like, the only furniture that I have in my apartment is my mattress. <laughs> um, so for my bed, my mattress is on top of another mattress. So when I moved in here, my sister was like, here, you can use 
this mattress that we have in our basement that we're not using as like another mattress you can put underneath here so that your like your mattress isn't just on the floor um and it works fine it's just that like the mattress that is underneath mine is like I have a full-size mattress and I think the one underneath mine is a queen so my mattress kind of moves around so every day I kind of have to push it back a little bit um and also it's clearly like just two mattresses stacked on top of each other like I've seen online photos of like a like I don't have a box spring either obviously so like I've seen photos online of like box springs that come with like basically little things on the ground to make them like a box spring bed frame in one um I haven't bought those because they say that you have to put things together and I just know myself and know that if I bought something like that where I would have to like assemble it I would never put it together like I would sit there and stare at it every single day every day all day for like a year and a half <laughs> before ever trying to put it together myself or trying to find somebody else who can do it like for me or something because that's I just struggle with that kind of stuff um so the fact that they said you had to put parts of it together when you bought it and, like stopped me from trying um from buying it but I but that would be something that would be really helpful to get a box spring bed frame so that my mattress wasn't just like on top of another mattress and so then my sister could take her mattress back too um and there's like other the other little thing for my apartment that I would want would be like to be able to buy like a bunch of frames for my paintings um like I have a, a couple of them like hanging up and none of them are framed and um there are these frames that have like multiple ones where you can fit like three or four paintings like in one big frame so I would like to have one like that just to like try to save space or so I could like hang up more without it taking up so much like time and things like that um but yeah like like I said like there was this TikTok this week um that was kind of going around that was one of those demoralizing kind of TikToks um, and I say demoralizing because it was one of those where it was like a white guy that was like, I have cracked the code of how to live life correctly. And he was like, he like started his own business. He was one of those guys that does like cryptocurrency, which is just like, ugh. like if you don't know NFTs and cryptocurrency, like spend, like expend so much energy that it's like legitimately like hurting the environment and we don't need any more than that it but like ever since I've learned what cryptocurrency and nfts were it just it reminds me of it just reminds me of the stock market because buying like nfts isn't actually buying in a literal product you're buying a digital version of something else like there are people that have spent like hundreds of thousands of dollars to buy like a version of like a youtube video but it's still like it's not like you're not the one like you're not the one who actually made this video you don't you're not getting sent like the literal copy and the person who originally owned it isn't like deleting it from their computer like it's it's a it just feels like a thing of like rich people playing 
um, and wanting to fight each other about owning, like, arbitrary things. So I never really liked it, but, like, so I already don't like that guy, but in his video, he said his family lives like royalty, making only $10,000 a month. He legitimately said only $10,000 a month, which is why it was demoralizing, because, like, I don't even want to live like royalty like the things that I just mentioned (laughs) like wanting like a bed frame and somebody to come in and like deep clean my apartment um and like to be able to buy a car again one day so I can do a job that I actually enjoy that pays me more than $15 an hour is like not anything huge like I don't want to like I want to be able to be in the position where I have enough money in my account where if something goes wrong, like, if, that I'll be able to, like, handle it. Like, like, the idea that my car died a year, a little over a year ago at this point, and I have not been able to even try to get a new one. Like, I want to be able that, to know that, like, if my car would die one day in the future, that I would be able to handle figuring out how to buy a new one like shortly afterwards and have it not be just like something that there's no way that I could afford or like if there's like suddenly like medical bills that I have to pay like being able to figure it out instead of not having like any possible way that I could ever afford it that kind of thing um but so this video was it was really hard to hear somebody say they only made ten thousand dollars a month when I make $1,600 a month. Um, So he makes like $8,500 a month more than me. And so hearing that kind of stuff is wild to me because that just makes me think about like, like if he gave me like 80, like 8,000, let's say he gives me $8,000, like the, basically the difference between what I make and what he makes for one month. Um, like, one month after that, my life could be, I could be in a much better position. Like, I don't think that I would be, I wouldn't be really be able to buy a car. Like, if I had that $8,000, all I would be able to use it for was to get a car. Like, if I went to a car dealership and found a car that was that amount I would try to buy it or get like as much of it paid pay just up front without having to worry about a loan as possible but if I did that that would take like basically all that money I would much like if because I think I've been thinking about this this week that if that dude gave me eight thousand dollars I could pay off like my capital one credit card like oh my god that card that is like a story so I got that Capital One card. I've had this Capital One credit card forever. Like, when I turned 18, um, I knew that, like, when you're 18, you can get a credit card, and I don't have any credit, and everyone is always talking about how you need to, like, build your credit up, and so I just got, like, something in the mail for a Capital One credit card, Um, like, some deal they were having. So I just signed up and like the, the limited amount for the card was like $500. And so the idea when I got that card was that I didn't want there to be a limit more than $500 on my card so that I could, 
so it wouldn't be that high. Like, remember, like, a friend of mine when I was in high school had, like, had a card like that, basically, where they would, like, get, like, $500 on it. They would, like, use it to buy, like, concert tickets or things like that. Um, like, things that are more expensive that no one could afford when you don't have any money, but, like, not super expensive. And then pay it off. And it was, like, a way for them to, like, build up their credit and all that kind of stuff. Um, that's what I wanted to use that for. And then, um, and I, so I had it for a few months and I used like all $500 of it and was paying it off. And then all of a sudden they changed my credit line from $500 to $2,000. And I guess I could have called them to like switch it back, but I was just like, okay, I'll just like you know, be careful to not, like, max it out, but, like, this is another story with, like, money, like, there was a couple times when I was, like, newly out of college, like, when I was, like, 21, and I was living in my first apartment, that my mom used that credit card to, like, buy her a subscription for eHarmony, like, the dating website, and that when I called her and was, like, pissed off because she used my credit card information to do it, and it charged like a couple hundred dollars on my car that was now gone when I made six fifty an hour and didn't have enough money to eat and also pay my rent every month. She was like annoyed with me because I got mad at her about that. Um, just as an example of how things went. So yeah, that card, that credit card has been like maxed out for like years. I think it's been completely maxed out since like, I don't even know, like 2013 for a super long time. And then last year, I think, I think it was the end of 2019 because like the last couple months of 2019, I, at the beginning of 2019, when I was unemployed all the way through that year, I like was so behind on bills. It was insane. And I knew that there's no way I could ever afford to pay that card because the interest rates on it were so high. So they just like closed the account and I made like a payment plan with them. I think at the beginning of 2020, I'm not 100% sure when it started, but I basically just do, like, I pay them $145 every month. It just, like, directly go comes out of my account. I made, I, like, signed or, like, okayed, like, a payment arrangement with them. Um, I'm almost done, actually. Like, at the end of the last month that I have to pay it will be November, and then like, November 30th is the last payment, and then the card will be, like, completely paid off, which will be, like, an amazing moment, because I, like I said, I've had that card since I was 18, and it just devolved into this big mess, like, I don't want to get another credit card, um, but, like, that's something that, if, if that guy gave me the $8,000, I would use that to, like, pay off my that my capital one like the whatever remaining amount I have um the last like three months basically of it I would just pay it right now there's like a couple medical bills from when I had my surgery that are in like collections that I would just pay off um if there was like I don't know how much my student loans are anymore but if one of them was like around a thousand dollars or even two or three thousand dollars I would just pay that off, um, 
yeah, I would just, like, pay off all the debts that I have that are outside of, like, the regular bills that I pay every month. Which would be, like, an amazing, like, life-changing event for me to be able to have all these extra debts that I've, like, accumulated over the last few years, especially between, like, all the times that I've been unemployed. Um, it would be, like, amazing to have all of those paid off. So then literally all I would have to worry about every month would be, like, the bills that happen every time. Like, my cell phone, electric, um, internet, my rent. Like, it would be way less stressful. So much less stressful. Like, last, the last, like, few months of the, like, the first couple months of this year, I finally just went through and, like, canceled like every thing that I had um like all those stupid like payment things that go through your account for like five dollars here ten dollars there that you don't and you just like know that they're recurring and you don't really use them anymore but you also never remember to call the places to cancel them I finally just like called all of those earlier this year and canceled all of those so I already don't have that many like bills anymore but like legitimately all I would have would be rent my electric bill my um my internet bill my cell phone bill and that's that's pretty much all I would have like there's like little things that I do still have go through my account that are like five or ten dollars but there's like two or three of those but like the majority of the things that I worry about would be gone like, I wouldn't have to worry about, like, I still have my student loans, but, like, that just that one month with that guy giving me $8,000, I could pay off, like, the remaining, like, debts that I've had from the last few years with, like, medical stuff or just bills that I got behind on, and, like, pay to have somebody come in and, like, deep clean my apartment and buy the things that I would want for my apartment, um and probably and still have some money left over that I could put off to the side to like use towards paying my student loans so that I wouldn't have because my student loans are like $250 a month and I can't really afford them but I like still try to do them anyway like if I had a couple that I would probably have a couple thousand dollars left over from that and I could just use that money to pay for my student loans every month to like almost I would like keep that in savings and every time my student loans would go through I would add like $250 from that account into my checking account like that alone would like completely revolutionize my life and change it for the better like if if that guy gave me another $8,000 for another month then I would easily I would easily buy a car with that and be able to afford like whatever the loan payment would be plus getting auto insurance for it again if and it's like when I say it's demoralizing it's like a demoralizing thing to think that if he would give me he makes $120,000 a year and that if he gave me like a like two like a basically around like like a month and a half of his um earnings which isn't like a lot for him like it's obviously some but it's not like a ton if he did that like my life would be like forever changed for the better 
that's what's so hard about it. Like, he makes $10,000 in one month. It takes me, like, so long to make that much. Like, the making $10,000 a month is, like, unfathomable to me. Like, that feels like, that's like being rich to me. Because, like, making that much money in one month, like, paying rent would be, like, nothing. Like, I wouldn't, I would be one of those people that if, like, something went wrong, I wouldn't have, I wouldn't worry that much about it, because I knew that I would have way more than enough money in my accounts to pay for whatever happens. Like, I feel like so much of life that is stressful would be easier. Like, I forget if I said this on here recently, probably not, because I don't like to talk about it, but a couple months ago, I did a painting, and I was stupid. I, like, I was trying to this is one of those stories of like I was trying to do a thing to help myself and then ended up screwing myself in the process but like I did this painting I liked it and usually when I would do a painting I would leave it up on like the desk that comes with my apartment there's like one of the like um counters or not I don't know what I'm trying to say but like above the desk basically it would almost like a place to put it on display I would look at it for a few days up there to make sure that I like it and so I was wanting to put that painting up there, but there was, like, some paint on the back. And I was worried that if I, like, leaned it up against the wall, that some of the paint would get on the wall and, like, stain the wall. So in an effort to make stains not happen, I took the painting and put it on, like, the love seat that comes with my apartment to, like, get the stuff off the back. And then, like, pick the painting up and a bunch of the paint from the painting got on the couch. So, like, there was this tiny area on the back of the painting that I was trying to stop getting on the wall and ended up getting much more of it on the couch. And, like, I spent a couple hours, like, using the little bits of cleaning stuff that I had in my apartment to wash a bunch of it off. I still got some of it off, but it's still, like, there on the on my love seat. And there's, like, some stains from a time where I was writing something down with a pen on that couch and it, like... And the pen, like, ink got, somehow got on the couch. Um, like, I've looked up ways to clean that. Like, um, I got, like, white vinegar. Because I heard, I read on the internet that, like, white vinegar and water is, like, the best way to clean, like, upholstery like that. To not, like, stain the upholstery itself, but, like, clean it out. But, like, I'm telling this story because, like, if I made $10,000 a month every month like that, or even half of that. If I made like $3,000 a month, every month, I when that happened, I would have just gone on Thumbtack's like, website slash app, like this great app where you can hire like basically independent contractors to do jobs for you. I would have just gone on that app right away and found like a company that does like, that cleans like love seats and stuff and have them come in and deep clean my couch and get rid of the stain um but I don't have money like that so I can't do that so I've been trying to figure out how to clean it I've basically been covering it up because it stresses me out thinking about how to figure out how to clean that every day <laughs> but like yeah like that's like the thing that I mean like it's it's demoralizing to see somebody make a video and go like viral on YouTube or YouTube on TikTok talking about how he only makes $10,000 a month and thinks that that's like nothing for him and his family to live off of 
and that he's like a genius for figuring out how to live off of so little amount of money every year but like that amount of money is like astronomical for me like I feel like I would I feel like the stresses in my life that aren't just like me dealing with trauma would just disappear if I had that sort of income coming in on a regular basis um like I've always kind of been jealous of people that are in that situation because it's just hard for me to to like understand like why like it's just hard for me to think about my family and how hard it was always been for me to like have any money at all or even learn like the value of money and then see other people like that that have it like readily available for them like life is so much easier when you aren't struggling like that every second of every day um and I'm just like why couldn't that have been my upbringing why did my upbringing with money along with everything else have to be so stressful um yeah I just wish that I could like I, I want to live in a position where I make that much money a month like I don't want to have to worry about that like part of like, I always have anxiety about my apartment still, like, my landlord's, like, my landlord trying to evict me or something. Um, I know that's left over from what happened with my landlord at my last apartment, and rationally, I know that they can't just do that, although they did get rid of the eviction moratorium, but even though without that, like, I know that if they tried to evict me, I would just show up to the court date and see what would happen from that. And I, like, logically I know that if they actually were able to evict me, like, I know that I could move into, like, um, forget what they're called, but there's this apartment, not apartment, um, a hotel, it's the hotel that I stayed in when everything was going on with my landlord last year. They're hotels that are meant for, like, long-term stays, like, they come with, like, a full-on kitchen with, like, a fridge and an oven and all this stuff and they have like a laundry room and the and like the hotel and everything and they had like a thing where you could buy like to stay there for a month like if I stayed in a hotel like that like stay like paying however much it is would be like rent electric like an internet like all in one like what that like however much it would be would be affordable because I would just pay that one thing every month and then like everything else would be paid because I wouldn't have any other bills to pay besides like buying food for myself really besides that because all the other bills that usually come with apartments are all like come in one when living in a hotel so like I've honest obviously I've thought about like well if they do try to evict me I could just move into one of those hotels And even if it was, like, $1,000 or $1,200, I would likely still be able to afford it because all the other bills I usually have, like, mixed together would be that amount anyway. And so it would be likely be easier for me to afford it. Um, But, like, I know that part of that anxiety is that fear because of money. That it's hard. I would have to find a place to put my cats and... um, I don't think those hotels let you have cats but like it's also just like an insecurity thing money wise to know that like if something happened like if my landlord suddenly like jacked up my rent I would have no choice but to pay it but it would make life a lot harder 
Um, and if I had, like, if I made good money every month, it wouldn't be as big of a deal. I would be able to, like, deal with that sort of stress. But, like, as it stands right now, like, I don't have extra money like that in that way, like, on a regular basis. So it just makes, like, those what-if scenarios scarier. Because I know that I wouldn't be, it wouldn't be as simple for me to, like, figure out what to do in that situation as it would be for anyone else who has, like, actual savings. Um, but, like, that's what I want. Like, I want to be able to have, like, thousands of dollars in savings just sitting there that I could use for whatever I would need to use it for. Like, I don't, I'm sick of living this, like, kind of life where I'm always feeling like I'm on the edge of something horrific happening. Like, I want to be able to just figure out how to get a new car instead of having to go over a year without one. Or, like, if I have another surgery, being able to figure out the bills instead of being fucking terrified about what is going to happen with the bill. Things like that. Um... Or, like, if my landlord kicks me out, that I know that I have more than enough money to, you know, move into a hotel for the time being until I find a new place. And we'd be able to afford the process of moving much easier. Um, it would just... Like, the people who say money can buy you happiness has never been poor. <laughs> But, like, that's honestly, when I think about therapy this week and stuff and money, that's, like, the number one thing I wish I could somehow change. It's just that I made, like, double the amount of money that I make now. So that I would feel more secure. Like, I would, wouldn't be as, a, like, I was legitimately scared and still kind of scared to buy myself a freaking toaster oven for $70. Like, I want to be able to be in the place where I can buy things for myself that I know I'm going to use, that I'm going to enjoy without having to worry about like, well, what if you can't afford it or you need that money later because something else happens down the line? That's what I really want. I just want to have like some sort of security. And since I don't like have security in the way that some people get from like family, like, having, like, family members to kind of back you up in case you really need it. Um, I need to build the security on my own. And, yeah. That's the thing that I really want the most when it comes to, at least when it comes to money. Like, I don't care about, I don't want to make, like, a ton of money and be rich. I just, like I said, like, making $10,000 a month to me is rich. So I guess it all, like, depends on your point of view when it comes to that but I just want to make enough where life isn't quite as stressful all the time that's it